Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Live from Las Vegas, sports talk, hot takes, and all of the bangers. Lindsey Brown and Adrian Hernandez, the Playmakers. A Friday feeling on a Tuesday. Well, I guess it's just a state of mind. I mean, is there any community more equipped to turn that switch on and off than our fine Las Vegas? you damn right no other city can do it no, like us. No, we can just pretend like the world doesn't exist. Inside those casinos with the air conditioners? Yep, a lot That's of funhouse mirrors to look into. Uh, like, like that boy said, we're going up on a Tuesday, right? Correct. Is that the mentality today, Lindsay? I mean, it's a mentality. I don't know if it'll be the pervading mentality. We hope that we can stay on track today, we can stay on time, that we can stay generally appropriate. It just depends on where things go. Um, but we are here to guide you through the sports and other things. We are the Playmakers. My name is Lindsey Brown and over yonder. Adrian Hernandez. And uh, we have a full slate of affairs today to uh, make our way through. A couple minutes from now, Trista Crick joins us, makes her triumphant return. Not in studio, unfortunately, anymore. She had to go back home. But that friendship has been born, though. It has. It has indeed. And so we have uh, some some leftover stuff about Summer League. We talk a little bit about, you know, the song that instantaneously puts her in a better mood. The Drew <laughs> League. You know, there's it's it's a wide-ranging conversation. And uh, so it happens when you have, like, well-rounded individuals that don't just do one thing. Damn straight. And, you know, she's our NBA insider for yep. a reason. So Facts. we're going to get into the nitty-gritty. Exactly, and we're not going to talk anything about the Philadelphia Flyers, uh, as you mentioned, their mascot, Gritty, but I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about the NHL teams that surround them and the grades that have been given out, at least by the athletic, the powers that be at the athletic. And so we're going to see what they have to say about your Golden Knights. I'm sure a few of them are are, are nursing a little bit of a hangover today because we had that big softball game for Las Vegas, the community game, whatever they call it. Mm. Yeah, so they raised, I guess, $200,000 for area charities, which is awesome. That's amazing. And, and softball, baseball had its moment last night. Yep. We were so bored. Everyone around the country uh, got introduced to Julio Rodriguez of the Seattle Mariners who walked away and Juan Soto put on a show. I thought Juan Soto won. Julio, uh, Juan Soto won by one home run, I believe. Mm. There was actually controversy. See, this is what happened the same year that Josh Hamilton hit all those like in a row, and it was a huge record, but honestly, who won that? It was Stadium. Justin Morneau. <laughs> if you look up the history, that's... People still talk about it today. Uh, it's They say sometimes it's one of the most uh, larcenous sporting events of all time. ESPN, I'm going to need you guys to get it together. Did you hear what happened with Pujols? Oh, Albert? It, his first round was against Kyle Schwarber, and... Somehow, some way, 
they messed up the calculations of home runs and pool holes advancing. The baseball people, all they do is numbers now. Nobody knows how to listen to a crack of a bat. Just listen to what Clint Eastwood was trying to tell us about 10 years ago. And it's kind of, how are you going to tell the the guy that you put in there to pay respect <laughs> as everyone gave him a, a shout out and gave him love, all the players, all the Dominican players were rooting on for each other, like best friends we should all have. And then they're like, hey, Albert, we're so sorry. Uh, you actually, you didn't hit those home runs, bud. Those are all fake. And then this, since we're on it real quick, yeah. that Alon- Pete Alonzo was the polar bear. Get over yourself. I'm going to work out in between <laughs> rounds. Yeah. Another, a classic case of a look at me, Louie. Please. A look at me, Louie. Well, that's it. He fits right in with the Mets then because they're uh, they're like chronically in little brother syndrome, right? <laughs> Facts. Let me let me pump it up. Yeah, man. Let, me, let these, me do some push-ups. I got to do know, this for some look, dingers. Pay no attention to me as I'm crushing this protein shake. He was like, yo, I'm going to the workout room. ESPN, can we get a camera? Can I get a couple cameras right, down with me? Right, right. I need a runner and I need a walker. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm trying to win this 100 grand. I think that they win for winning the home run derby. Hey, that, I mean, uh, Bob Manfred says that they pay the minor leaguers a, a, a living wage, and so I'm sure he's just like, yeah, 100K, we'll, we'll do it for most of these guys. What a great tease would. for coming up, look back at it. Oh, We're going to yeah? get into the financials. long-range tease, you say. Yeah, look yo, Manfred, we, we got details on your checking account, Bobby my Manns. guy. Bobby Manns, I hate that dude. He's just, yeah. Some people should just not talk, and he's put in, like, the position where he talks for baseball, so it's just, like, constant... Well, aren't you like as a commissioner of a sports league, the meat shield of everything? Exactly. That's what I mean. You're the mouthpiece. You have to. You're being paid to do that. But I'm just like, I would like you to do what you're doing is talking. I would like less of it. (laughs) Would you take that job? No, I would never jump on onto a dying product. We got something to invest in right here. We just. That's but I'm it. saying, so like Goodell, right? It's what is it, 34 mil he makes oh, a I year? Oh, I bet it's more than that. Yeah, at least. But I, I think the base salary. There's no way that each team is like, we'll give you one million. Like, yeah, they, no, you're true. So maybe okay. So Lindsay, at least 35 mil. Uh, We're teasing a deep dive. Let me look at this real quick. Roger Would Goodell. You, it's just kind of like uh, when so. we talked about with uh, Dan Snyder wanting to. First of all, there's a yacht tracker now trying to see where it's at. 63.9, so each team probably pays. That's where I was like, it has, to be more than, it has to be more than double like for each team to put in a million. Yo, you call me what you want. You boo me all you want at the draft. You give me that type of money. Seriously, though. I'm going to be honest with you. But Manfred, yeah, that's not a good look when you're, uh, when you're no, below minimum just, wage. Just shut your mouth. Just shut your mouth, Bob. Nobody asks except people ask him, and then he just gives the wrong answers. But ultimately, it's just kind of an illustration of how out of touch some people are from the rest of us in reality. So that seems like a pretty good place to open this up with our with our two Americas, right? Oh, that See, is true. But first, let's open up a can. It's time can? for the can opener. It's opened. Is there a seal? There may be a seal. We need to is open Heidi it Klum up. Is involved? There may be. They're Hold no on. No longer together. We... That's a 10-year-old joke. But my mom was highly disappointed that we didn't talk about Ben Affleck and uh, oh, no. J-Lo getting married. 10 years later, 20 years later, they get married in a Vegas wedding drive-thru. Am I, uh, am I losing it under Two pressure? Two Americas. Here we You're, go, here ladies we... and gentlemen. An 11.40 The Bet production. This is America. Don't get you slipping, no. Two Americas, because we have just too much damn show, we're going to put this right front and center and talk about, like, accessibility 
and and what that means. And trust me, we're not going to hit all of the corners. We're not going to hit all of the intersectionalities. But we try to have like an honest conversation between you and I because we check a lot of boxes when it comes to minorities or when it comes to just like life experiences and stuff. And I just we should celebrate that and we should probably feature that because uh, if if it's not something that is much needed in our world in general it is certainly needed in our industry at large no 100 percent. that's why you know i kept on being like oh this is the two america situation absolutely absolutely um and and in terms of like the bob manfred like i i genuinely think that people that make a certain amount of money just literally stop caring about the rest of us in a way or stop caring about because they're not required to do the everyday things that it takes to survive that it takes to live and I'm not saying that I'm I'm doing those every day either but you just if you're not picking up your own milk at Target how do you know how much milk is if you always get to wear new underwear correct you're in another level and it's honestly like all my aspirations and all these career accomplishments that I want to hit mm-hmm. in this industry or in any industry, it's like my number one fear of reaching that type of status and losing... Getting the blinders on. L- yeah, losing the connection to what's really going on. Because mm-hmm. we see it. Hell, Donald Glover this past season of Atlanta, they mm-hmm. were like, yeah, it, this is kind of outdated and kind of like not what's happening now in terms of that's what happens when you elevate and you get put in these positions. You're not in these situations anymore to really know what's right. going on. If you don't have the experience, how can you speak to the experience? Yeah. Because it's constantly changing. Because even if you, like you said, if you grow up in one situation and you're able to claw your way back, not only is that world dead and gone, there's a new one that looks different but is the same as the one that you grew up in, but you're not even remotely close to it. And that's another one with raising my kid, kind of showing him. Yeah, 100%. he's getting to do things now that I was like, I need you to understand. Yeah. You've been to Disney five times. Do you get jealous at all? Not je- no, I get very, very happy, but I do Good. get worried in terms of like, I hope he realizes that this isn't status quo and that there's some that like yeah. dream of getting to do some of these simple things to even, even as simple as things like some toys or something like right. that. Right. And just being able to have what you want or not want for anything because you're being provided with everything. And like, it's such like um a, a catch 22 situation because like you want to give your kid everything in the world, I assume, but you also don't want to spoil the hell out of them, and you and you want them to appreciate, especially with your experience as well. And I just don't know if that's going to be fully possible without putting your kid through whatever equivalent that is. And the world's going to put down the kid no matter what, like no matter yeah. what what ails them, what what intersectionalities they check. There's going to be rules for everyone, and that if you don't follow them, the hammer will come down, and it is constant. Um, but in, in terms of like having, like, say the hustle mentality, right? Like that's something that is really pervasive through our culture because it's just, it's, it's driven by the economy. Mostly. I think, I think our, our generation specifically and younger, a lot of us are piecing together work. Sometimes it's full-time with a couple part-time jobs. Sometimes you have multiple part-time jobs to, to make up enough money for full-time because benefits have always been kind of elusive and, there's this, you always have to be chasing after it because money never sleeps, neither does the industry. And then the the the, the disparity between the quote haves and have nots is just so big. And so we're not really ever allowed to truly rest, I think. It's hard for a lot of us to like chill. And then speaking of the blinders, when you're constantly in the system, when you're constantly trying to get a leg up, 
or just trying to solidify some standing for yourself or, or just get stability in general, how much do you miss? And if you're part of the system or if you're trying to, you know, use part of it that may or may not be built for you and say something goes wrong over here, but I'm also attached to it. So by like invalidating them, that could also invalidate my stuff. And so are we really out there to do what's best for one another? Like it's just such like a mind F to me to do these circles. And maybe I'm the only one that does these. Well, it's, it's always, I mean, especially like in the industry that we're in, on one side, if you're not in some super competitive and you're just trying to make it paycheck to paycheck, like so many of us are, mm-hmm. it's just trying to to strive and trying to find ways to make do. Um, and and on the other side, like it is also this culture that's been been around, whether it's in sports or outside of it, of feeling bad about chill, chilling. Yes. Or like even even on the weekends, I'm like, this is a perfect time to edit and do this, that, and the third. We can push out this content, and it's trying to find this balance. Or even, you know, we had Tracy last week, and, and that was one of my big questions. I right. was like, in different circumstances, back then, your teammate Grant Hill rushed to get back onto the court, and that probably caused him to get so many other injuries right. because he didn't take the proper turn because that is the that's the standard that's been set. Right. Get back now. Worry about long-term consequences later. And don't relax. You can never no. relax because someone else is doing it. And that's playing out on like a, a micro interpersonal level and, and an inner interpersonal level, like within themselves, pushing themselves to be to be something and, and to be something now at the expense of potentially causing issues down the road. And I think we're seeing something in similar fashion um, and I don't equate these to like minimize what's going on with Hockey Canada and and this whole situation that's basically blown up in their face because they did not handle it correctly because they did not. We we as a society, just like as a world, we don't value women the same. Like we don't see them as full human beings, and even even women ourselves. Like we just expect like the the. Uh, to to have that same hustle culture, but then there's everything else. Like we're expected to do, to do the household work. We're expected to to basically sidestep all of the stuff that's going on in our world and not interrupt, you know, the the person in power, the person, whatever. Like you're supposed to, you have to just kind of move your existence around, right? I'm sure yeah. it's it's similar for for people of color operating in the, in a world that is is um ruled by whiteness, right? It's just like you have to sidestep and I can't fully articulate what that means in terms of that particular experience. But when you have like Hockey Canada where there was an incident that happened in 2018 with the World Juniors team where essentially this young woman was gang raped by a bunch of these players and they they covered it up. But they didn't cover it up by by saying, like, it didn't happen. Like, they have a side slush fund that they use to settle assault claims without the input of its insurer with minimal outside scrutiny that they pulled to make this deal to make it go away. And there's video of what went on with this. And there's text messages. And all those things are going to be going up to the powers that be at the NHL. And they're reopening all this because... All of this came to light in the last couple of months, and we've talked about it before on this program. And all of a sudden, the sponsors started dropping. Tim Hortons, gone. Scotiabank, gone. All of these big time, like this. This is how you know when you've messed up, and this is how this is the way that our society truly responds in accountability. It has to hit the wallet. 
And I just think about the millions of dollars that have been funneled into Hockey Canada or just, you know, mostly male-based ventures or, or opportunities or whatever. And how many have slush funds just like this? And how many just the coins just keep going in the coffer, coin in the coin in the coffer, coin in the coffer. And where the where the, those funds that are going to them are not going instead. Right? Because now by having those brands disassociate with Hockey Canada, and now oh hockey, well, now we gotta take this seriously because the sponsors are coming out. Well, now if you go back to them, what does that truly say? Because like People, women's hockey players and just women drill have to fight tooth and nail to get a, a fraction of that dollar. And, mo- and we're not doing this stuff, right? Because, like, when you're part of the quote-unquote oppressed class, you don't impose the same oppressive behaviors on other people, right? Because it's course, just that's yeah. not how it works. And if you're not in the oppressed class, can you truly articulate what's going on in that class and what – and the impact your actions have on that or what you're complicit in, like these brands, like these individuals. And so this is getting reopened. Um, there are players, a lot of them are in the NHL right now. And the thing is, is like, just like when we talk about um, the NFL and, and Dan Snyder and stuff and just like unearthing and seeing how many bugs are under that rock, it's all one big anthill. These are all connect. That's what I mean. There's slush funds of this everywhere because this is a pervasive. This is the patriarchy. This is this is the the capitalism with patriarchy and everything else looped into one, because things have to stay the way they are for the profit model con- to continue to produce the same products that we have become accustomed to. And some of these sponsors will just push back when it's it's the block is hot, as Tr- Trista Crick would like to say. hundred percent. And then as soon as things calm down, or a few years later, then that's when they'll return. Instead of going to other things and trying to elevate and partner with other other leagues, other people, taking a different direction, Mm -hmm. it's just going with the status quo because it's so big that it's too big to fail in some respects. Absolutely. And you have players that are coming out and saying, like Robert Thomas, who was on that 2018 Canadian junior team, saying, I'm aware of the allegations made against some of the members of the 2018 Canadian World Junior Hockey Team in London, Ontario in June of 2018. It's important for me to share with you my response to these allegations I've had no involvement in, nor did I witness the alleged incident. I look forward to cooperating with the NHL uh, and its investigation, as well as any other investigation, if appropriate, as required. I will not be making any further public comments at this time. Kale McCarr is on that team. Mm. Brett Howden was on that team. There's, it's, there are eight players named in that suit. And we're going to find out who it was. And once that happens, the fallout, I, I, I'm not really sure what it'll be because I'm kind of expecting something similar, if not lesser, than what we saw with Kyle Beach. Or, and, and, and just how it's handled because it's one thing when it's a player within their team, but now we're talking about degrading women. Well, that carries a different weight in a lot of these minds. I've spent my whole life in hockey culture. I'm not speaking out uh, on anything that people within that culture wouldn't say is the same, but the pearl clutching that will ensue. Not my son. He's not capable. I could never. We didn't teach him like that. When we get in groups of five or six, especially young men, there are studies how we, we make different decisions. We act differently. We become different people. 
And the thing is, is that that's not to say, well, this is just what's going to happen. This is what it is. Boys will be boys. Boys will be boys, but that will continue to be what the rule is until we actually hold people accountable. And we don't have these discretionary funds where people can just like, here's the hush money and nobody will know about it because it's a completely separate Yeah, no, no consequences because we need to keep this ball why, rolling. Why, why would anybody deviate their behavior? Because it's not like that it truly gets them in trouble. And, yeah. that's, and that's a problem. And the people that bear the weight of that, of that trauma are the people that were victimized by it in the first place. And it's not fair. It's not fair for those who, who don't understand to just leave us with everything. It's not. And, and so, not only leave it with you sometimes trying to discredit or saying that it's not true or this, right? that, and the third, or time has passed. And it's like, no, consequences should be should be given out if the information is provided and, and these things are happening. And yep. it's just it's just one of those things that's very disappointing. Yeah. No, another disappointing uh, day in two Americas, or is it one? I'm not really sure what the number is anymore. But I do know something. I do know that Trista Crick gives us the best of all of our basketball knowledge. We're going to get to her next on the other side of break. Love for the bet. And now, sports with a Z. Lindsey Brown and Adrian Hernandez, the Playmakers, exclusively on 1140 The Bet. I think it's the perfect time right now to congratulate the NBA 2K23 Summer League champion Portland Trailblazers because on the line is the host of BetMGM Tonight and Odyssey Sports Betting Insider and Trailblazers mega fan Trista Crick. Insider calls are brought to you by driveway.com. Looking for a car? Go to driveway.com where you can get pre-qualified, buy a car, and get it delivered. Be sure to check out Trista's NBA podcast, Heat Check, also available wherever you find your podcast. Greetings and salutations, Trista Crick. What's more impressive on the mantle of fandom? Would it be the Wolves winning the play-in game complete with the Pat Bev tabletop, or is it your Portland Trailblazers taking home that summer league champion bling? Oh, I mean, it's got to be the table. It's got to be. I almost, I almost jumped up on the table when Orlando won that minus one and a half against, uh, against the Sacramento Kings in double overtime in summer league. You got to celebrate your victories when you can get them but you know I think it's very funny I have a whole skit in my head about how a guy comes to the club with his summer league ring on (laughs) and like how a girl who doesn't know anything about the summer league like what she asked she's like so like you know does that does that mean that you're the best teams like actually the worst teams in the NBA usually win the summer league oh she's like so why are you even wearing it to the club he's like well it's probably the only time I'll ever get a ring Probably the only time I'll ever have diamonds on my finger. Uh, yeah, but then he could flip it and be like, well, now that I met you, I might be getting another ring. Oh, damn. You know what I'm saying? Oh, damn. And also, Adrian. And also, check it real quick. If that ring has not it does have the NBA logo in it, right? I think so, yeah. Okay, you lie about that in the club. You say you won an NBA championship. You just lie about that. That's how you play that situation. Yeah, you're like, oh, yeah, don't look at it too close. You know what I mean? I saw there was a highlight of Trendon Watford. And Trendon Watford was looking at his friends in the fourth quarter, did like the Steph Curry. He's like, what kind of, what size ring you want? And it's like, that's what we're doing? We're, we're talking about, we're literally like early discussing our ring sizes for the summer league. 
all right, my guy, do your thing. I love that for you. I love that for you. It's important to track your goals, though, and when you achieve them. But but now that you're home and you're out of the funhouse mirror farm that we call Las Vegas, other than that one-and-a-half uh, game that you talked about with Orlando, um, what will you remember the most about your extended stay here during Summer League? Oh, probably uh, there's been some good ones. I would say remember the most, I would say number one would probably be just the interview with Jerry, uh, just how, by the way, the audio is in shambles. No. So now we're, now we're trying to get that set so that the anxiety levels are on 10. So this whole process, if it comes out clean, I think I'll remember that. I think just mentoring some young kids trying to get into the business. I talked to like four of them about what they can do to take control over their own destiny. And so I think anytime you help and you can create that connection with people who are young, I think that's something that brings out the best side in me, which I don't always have opportunities to be generous and helpful. Uh, when you're making money betting, it's kind of a, a very self selfish sort of strategy. Um, so I think I'll remember that a lot. And then catching up with people I haven't seen in a long time and new faces as well, like you guys. Aww. Oh, you know what? Also, the half a mile walk from the elevator to my hotel room, just from the elevator to the hotel room, Lindsay got to take that walk. It's an absurdly long walk. Well, listen, you got to get your cardio in. baby. You got to get your cardio in. And uh, I do want to ask you, so last week we interviewed Tracy McGrady, uh, and I was able to ask him about the the huge what if for the Magic if they would have signed Tim Duncan and then put him with Grant Hill and Tracy McGrady. So I want to ask you, just in general, with every NBA team and NBA history, what's your favorite what if? What if Chris Paul would have been allowed to go to the Lakers? I love that answer. Because he would have won a ring already, and he wouldn't <laughs> become like the, the biggest curmudgeon uh, trying to hunt for a ring. Maybe he's, he would chill out. Maybe he'd be like the the Mr. Rogers now, like where he's taking off his shoes and putting on his cardigan and, you know, just being nice. Now he's still grinding guys down into dust and messing with their confidence because he wants a ring so bad and he's like pressing. I think he would have gotten a ring with Kobe. Oh, I think that for sure. It's just so funny, like how, you know, Stern had to pull out all the stops to make that not happen and how it pales in comparison to some of the trades that are being made today. It's just, it's so wild how things change in terms of the mentality so quickly. Yeah, like Kawhi would have never been allowed to go to Toronto if no. Stern was running it. No, absolutely no not. Absolutely not. Uh, at this current juncture, please provide me with a team that fits the following descriptions. Team one, they have more questions than answers. Team two, they have answers, uh, more answers than questions. Uh, when you say more answers than questions, what would be an example of more answers than questions? I'm thinking more in the in the line of teams that probably have pieces that are going to be involved in some of these big deals of these names that are looking to move places where it's like, you're probably going to have to include us, and so we're just waiting for our best offer. Yeah, I think a team that has more questions than answers is, it's probably Orlando. Orlando's got a lot of questions. Uh, I think also another one that you could say is the Knicks. Like, they've got – are they going to get Donovan Mitchell? Is Donovan Mitchell going to help them win? Like, does two stars on a team, is that the best formula to try to go and win and compete for a title? Is Or is that just spending on guys for name recognition? How much does name recognition 
matter in getting a title these days. Uh, we've seen it with, obviously, the Warriors, but they're a strength-in-numbers kind of squad. We saw that with the Cavs one time, but they were led by you know one of the greatest, if not the greatest player, period, in the history of basketball. So that's kind of a different story. So what are the Knicks' plans? Uh, is just landing Donovan Mitchell or bust. And I think, you know, a team that has more answers than questions, I, I would say probably, I would, I would say probably the Memphis Grizzlies or the Golden State Warriors. They've got, everybody has questions for your team, but I, I would say both of those are, are, well-suited to make moves if they really wanted to. And they don't really have to. They can stay pat, and they've got lineup flexibility in ways that, you know, maybe maybe we aren't really thinking about right now. Trista, I'm kind of disgusted at the Warriors. Are you telling me that Wiseman, Kaminga, and Moody, like they're the next wave and they're for real? Because how can you no. win a championship and then dominate Summer League as well? That seems like breaking some rules. I think uh, – you know, and this kind of invalidates what I was just saying, but I think I think Wiseman sort of still has some room to go. You know, his body looks good. Is he is he really one of those mental players that wants to win above all else? Does he have that that Mamba mentality, as they say, in him? I'm not sure. Um, what about Kaminga? Kaminga also, I can see Kaminga being moved. I'll say that. I could very, very easily see Kaminga and Wiseman. Maybe not Wiseman right now, but I think we kind of know what Kaminga is. One of his very first things that he did when they won the title, is, and this is no shade to him because we all have to do what we have to do. He took the trophy back to Africa, and that's totally cool. But you didn't need to do it right after when you've got stuff going on. Like the, you, have, you miss team practices and meetings to bring the trophy there. You could have done that now or in like late August. So I think that there's a lot of concern about Kaminga's priorities and whether the life of an NBA player is more important to him than actually playing NBA basketball. That maturity process. It's a, it's a learning curve for, for all of us at different times, for sure. Uh, give us a heat check, which you can find on all of your podcast platforms, between the the Phoenix Suns and the, and DeAndre Ayton, because we know that the contract extension has been signed after there was an offer sheet extended by uh, the Indiana Pacers. The Suns say he's a vital piece to the puzzle. Is it time to move on the drama magnifying glass, or do you think that there's something still bubbling beneath the surface with that inter- with that relationship or just that franchise in general? I think there's definitely something there still. I hope that they can get over it. I know it's a, it's a dual-pronged puzzle. And I think for, for D.A., D.A. is right. Like, D.A. was raised in Phoenix. He went to school in Phoenix. He went uh, to school at Air, University of Arizona because he wanted to be close to home. So to be drafted as a Phoenix Suns, drafted number one overall and get the max money from the Phoenix Suns after going to the finals two years ago, that's awesome. But I know deep inside of his heart that he wants to be wanted. And forcing someone to pay you based on another team offering you what you're worth and that being the only thing that led them and pushed them into making that move. And when and, and he spoke to me and he said, I just want to be valued. I just want to be respected. I just want to be acknowledged for my accomplishments. That's all I want. It's the wrong ownership. I don't know if you – I don't know. That's all valid, right? And I don't know if the way that Phoenix handled it is exactly – 
giving him those emotions, even though he did get a lot of money. But those emotions, I'm not sure if he ha- has that feeling yet. Did you uh, see the news that just came out this morning of Goran Dragic and what Sarver said to him back when he was with the Suns? What did he say? He, in regards to Dragic missing out on the All-Star game, what was this, 2013-2014 season, apparently Sarver walked up to him the week later and said, I'm glad that you're not an All-Star because now I don't have to pay you a million-dollar bonus, oh, which is uh, which is pretty on brand for them. Um, oh, and I think he said that to someone else, too. Somebody came up to him. I think it might have been Roger Bell. And he was like, I think I'm, I'm owed this. Like, I think I'm this valuable player. And he goes, I think so, too. I think he deserved to get paid that. But I'm not going to pay you it. Why? Because I don't want to, and I don't have to. And the same thing with Aiton. That, that was the rumor not going into this season. I think the season before, absolute craziness over there. Uh, one thing I want to ask you over the weekend, the Drew League, how beautiful was it to see LeBron arguing with the refs in the Drew League? The, me- the best. That's the, like, that's, he gave us the memeable moment that we all were asking for. And one of the things that I encourage you guys and every one of your listeners to watch is it's called the Drew uh, No Excuse Just Produce. You can get it on Amazon Prime for free. And it's basically a documentary on how the Drew League was formed back in the 70s and why it was created. And there was another league uh, that inner city folks weren't invited to, so they started their own league and how it became huge. Uh, it's, you know, they have the Drew is, I, I want to say it's in, it's in Watts. Um, I actually it was one of the very first events I got credentials for in, uh, when I went to USA Today in 2016, where the head guy, uh, this guy Dino Smiley, who's been running it ever since the 70s, he was the second commissioner, he sat me down in the conference room and basically asked me what my intentions were and what ca- content I was trying to capture because he wanted to make sure that the integrity and the spirit of the game really shined through. And, uh, like, the Drew is special. If you, could watch, if you watch that on the stream... I don't mean to get super, like, sentimental about it, but if you watch it on the stream, you can see how the community was out in full force, how excited they were, how buzzing that energy is. It's an, it's an energy that you'll never feel anywhere else. It's, like, got pro-style ball, but the energy of, like, a really raucous high school crowd. It's basketball culture, like 100% straight up. Yes. Capital C. And, yeah. and I know KD, what is it, the 29th, he's coming out with a uh, documentary kind of talking about Rucker Park, uh, NYC point guards. Um, but my last question for you, Trista, I know you are a veteran credentialed media member. Later tonight, yeah. it'll be my first time covering the Aces as a credentialed media member. This will be yeah. my first time in, in the sports realm being credentialed. So I need tips on how to keep my cool Am I allowed to take the snacks that they have available? You know, play me through how I should act tonight and behave. I would just watch others. You know, the number one thing is just pretend like you belong. Like, if you're lost, just pretend like you know exactly where you're going. Pretend like you're bored. That's the best way to do it. Like, pretend that you're bored and you've been there a million times and you won't get any flack for being in areas that you're probably not credentialed to go. Just pretend like you're just really annoyed being there. Facts. It's a pretty good uh, Thank piece you. of advice there, and you're, it's a great arena. I mean, when we went to that game a couple weeks ago, Trista, it was it's it's the perfect size for a buzz, like you said. At least what you're kind of describing with the Drew, it just with with less of the community support. Yeah, I mean that is a fun team, and they're there for the vibes, right? They're mm-hmm. chucking from everywhere. We've got Kelsey Plum, Plum literally shooting t-shirts into space. 
So it's going to be really fun, and I think for you, Adrian, just to have as much fun with it as you can and, and know that these women don't get covered that often. So, you know, that will be a huge leg up for you is wanting to be there, wanting to cover that game, that sport, and, and highlight the personalities that are inside that locker room. Thanks. Thank you, Coach. Yeah, good pump up for you. Uh, what's a song that instantaneously puts you in a better mood, Trista Crick? Side to Side with Nicki Minaj and, Rian- and uh, Ariana Grande. It's a banger. That's a certified banger. And you had that right at That's the top. Like you, yeah, it's just, yeah, anytime I'm sad, I just throw that on. Fair enough. Well, uh, many thanks. Me all day. <laughs> yeah. Keep going. No, like, Ariana, especially when Nikki's like, Ariana. And you're like, yes, this is going to be a banger. It's a great music video. Uh, yeah, I was waiting for you to chime in with that, Adrian. But many thanks for your time and insight in all things basketball and for humoring our cultural barbs as well. Trista Crick, stay hydrated. And we'll talk to you next week. I will, guys. Talk to you soon. Peace. There it is. Trista Crick, as always, Insider Calls are brought to you by Driveway.com. Looking for a car? Go to Driveway.com where you can get pre-qualified, buy a car, and get it delivered. And also, be sure to check out Trista's NBA podcast, Heat Check, also available wherever you find your podcast. On the other side of the break, grades on the free agency. Let me tell you about the Gold Knights. It's not a good time. I'm bored with that. Every Dodgers pitch. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, it's a mess out there. They can leave, but we don't care. We'll stay. I'm good right here. I've been waiting for you all year. Come play. Make a mess right here. Do whatever. I like it weird. Okay. Let him disappear. Say whatever you want to hear. Just stay. Adrian Hernandez and Lindsey Brown. The Playmakers. Exclusively on 1140 The Bet. Not gonna lie, it's kind of a banger. That new Calvin Harris. It's kind of a banger. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on, it's gonna kick. Halsey. Yep. Pharrell. Yep. Justin Timberlake. Not as cool as it used to be. Calvin Harris. Banger. And Pusha T. What a what an eclectic different group of artists coming together for the vibes. Absolutely. Damn. This is also in the same, like, I love that it continues, because this is Funk Wave Volume 2. This is Calvin Harris's follow-up to his iconic, one of the best albums of the 2010s, damn near. Yeah, he's not just hopping on the trend that, um, you know, he started years ago like a lot of other people are. Because Calvin Harris, like, he's the one that makes the groovy bumps. Like, he'll get there. A lot of... uh, what Bruno Mars did with like 24k golden and whatever a lot yeah. of it had this similar vibe similar spirit and I mean Pharrell is involved in almost everything and so 
I mean, did I even? I meant yeah, no, you, no, yeah, you had him in there. Good lord, I didn't realize Pusha T was on. Pusha T does a lot of work as well. Yeah, he works in a lot of different avenues. Yeah, it's super impressive. What are we? We're two weeks away from that album comes out August fifth. Highly anticipated. The Harris one. Yeah, sick. Funkway Volume Three. Now I believe. Yeah, I was listening to that this uh, this morning on my walk. I was just like, you know, you're in a vibe. You're in a mood. Well, the, the thing about that album that makes it so good is not only it has every artist, like no matter who you like or what type of music you like, an artist is going to be featured in that project mm-hmm. from that genre. But the vibes are immaculate, no matter what you're trying to get down to. Dance bangers go a different type of viral. And not only that, but it's also like it has funk in mm-hmm. it's funk wave. The funkiness mm-hmm. gets my little baby boy sire dancing all over the place. And not everything can do that. No, no. There's definitely a formula to it. Maybe that's what Pharrell and Pusha T have at least kind of concocted at, at a very high level. Justin Timberlake, he always kind of works in that in that vibe. Halsey, hers, her mix is a little bit more scattered. And then who else is on there? I have a Halsey question for you. Sure. She used to date Machine Gun Kelly, correct? Um... I mean, they the were hanging thing. out for a little bit. Maybe they were dating, but she was with that Young Blood character as well. And so, like between G Easy and then Young Blood, I'm sure Machine Gun Kelly was probably thrown in there. I, like, well, who knows? The reason why I brought it up is because Machine Gun Kelly just ra- wrapped up his tour mm-hmm. nationwide. He was just in T-Mobile, I think it was last weekend. Yeah. And so, in the video, kind of showed like Lil Wayne, like all these different artists that came out and performed on stage. And I yeah, was like, they have a song Halsey. together. Yeah, Halsey was, and it was cool to see him. I was like, oh, wait a minute, y'all was, it was it got a little ugly with some of the comments being made back and forth. Sure. And it was cool to see them reunite. And I was like, oh, Lindsay's going to love this. Yeah. She's like, oh, really I just want her, I just want her to be happy, to be stable, but messed up enough to make great art. <laughs> listen. That's artists, right? Listen. You are telling the truth. Yep. As cold as it is. Isn't that what we want from like that? That's 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 the like, whole vibe, right? Yeah. I mean, I always wonder that what it's going to be like if and when there is a big four championship won by any of the hometown clubs in, in Minnesota. Because the last time the Twins won the World Series, I was in utero and the links, it the, the excitement was palpable. But we all know it's a little bit different. You guys um, just won a championship like three months ago. What, who? You mean Patrick Beverly? He was on right? the table. But that's what I mean. It's just like once you cross over that threshold, you're kind of like, all right, so that was the main tenet of our personality. So what do we do now that we're winners, right? Like how do you – How do you, you might argue that – Identity that it, crisis. You might argue that whatever team wins, it doesn't mean more because it wasn't the other team because there are some idiots in Cleveland who are like, yeah, LeBron won us the title. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't a Super Bowl from the Browns. Blasphemous? Shame on all of you nimwits who think that. Absolutely crazy. Because to tell you the truth, the thing that means so much, there's two things that mean so much to me, finally winning a title after so many years. Is Number one, my dad. 74 years old. He had to go through so much bad. Just Cleveland sports. He had to go through all of that, and he was dedicated. And number two is truth be told, the night of Game 7, obviously they played in Golden State. Downtown was so filled with people in bars and, and the watch parties and everything that by 8 p.m., by tip, all the entrances to downtown Cleveland were closed by police because they were at capacity. So if you wanted to go to downtown, you basically had to loop around, come in from the east side, which the east side of Cleveland, Great where Machine Gun Kelly's from. Great Halsey feature, I should say. It, 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 were they the, used to meet me on the east side. <laughs> 
<laughs> Good touch. Went for Machine Gun Kelly. Um, it, it, it's it's the the quote unquote bad part of town to go through there and to see some of the projects and to see everyone outside. It was the first time. Not only was everyone outside, but from the kids to the grandmas, everyone was smiling. And I'm like, I'll be damned. The only one to do it and to bring it to the city. And there's like a collective feeling. LeBron. It's a collective mood, and it's rare to find those. And that's why it's like when it's happiness, it's great. It's it's a once-in-a-lifetime moment versus like the constant slap of failure. I mean, I'm not calling the Golden Knights a failure because they haven't won before, but when you get a grade like they have received from the athletic staff, and this is the little blurb I'll read is from Jesse Granger, one of my buddies who runs the beat, uh, at least for the athletic, on – um, the Golden Knights, and they are not being viewed very favorably, people. Not very favorable. But that's the thing. It's just like this team, right? this team seems to make decisions that seem a little bit left of center, and then they still keep bringing you back in. You know, it's really annoying. It's real annoying. I thought we were under the impression that we couldn't do much in the first place this well, offseason. Exactly, but that but that we, we can't do much, but then we trade away one of our top scores for nothing in exchange for nothing because we need more nothingness because we have too much. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so they've been given a D. Oh. Jesse Granger writes, the Golden Knights entered the summer already over the salary cap, so it's not as if they were positioned to have a great free agency period, like you said. Trading Pacioretty and Coughlin for no return was necessary, technically true, to sign the remaining restricted free agents, Nicholas Hag, Nick Waugh, Keegan Colsar, I believe Nick Hag and Keegan Colsar have, both have filed for arbitration. Nick Waugh has not. But it's a crushing blow to the team's overall scoring. Fact. The only thing that has elevated this from an F grade was the re-signing of Riley Smith on a three-year, $15 million extension. We got to make sure that softball game keeps getting played, people, right? And we got to make sure that somebody knows where to stand on a back check and in the high defensive zone without getting lost because Bruce Cassidy's defense-first system is going to call for that. I added a little bit more of my own personal spin at the end, but you get the drift. Only a D, not a D+. Only a D+. I don't even think they were giving all they were giving out pluses and minuses. Just a solid D. Damn. Sad. I mean, they could probably roll a sponsorship into it, technically. Maybe we- they meet us on the east east side of town, you know, at the D Las Vegas. <laughs> Look at all these did. things. Look at all these things. More of these things, sports and otherwise. On the way. Hour two, love for the bet. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.